Hello, and welcome to uh, another Miko Paled hosted webinar. I'm Jamil, and I'll be introducing today's event. Uh, the event today is called Grassroots Activism in 48 Palestine. And I'll also be facilitating the Q&A portion after the panel discussion wraps up. So today's discussion will be centered on the experiences of uh, Palestinian citizens of Israel, or what people often refer to as 1948 or 48 Palestinians. Um, we're very grateful to have two such individuals with us today, and uh, I'd like to introduce them to you all. First off, we have uh, Maysam Jaljuri. Um, Maysam is a social feminist and political activist, chairperson of the women's organization, Namat, uh, chair of the Hadash political faction, co-chair of Sukui, Association for Advancing Civic Equality Boards of the Histradut Labor Federation, um, and a member of the leadership of Standing Together, a Jewish Arab movement that mobilizes people for equality, social justice, and peace. And our second guest today is Hind Hajar Salman, um, administrative assistant with Bedouins Without Borders, coordinator of the Women's Center, and member of Convention of the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women, or CEDAW. So uh, thank you to both of you for being with us today. Thank you for your time. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, both Mesam and Hind have been organizing and fighting for justice in their respective communities um, amidst the political realities uh, that are happening in Israel. Um, you know, essentially the scenario is like as second-class citizens. So since the Nakba, uh, Israel has sustained massive divisions between Palestinians and Jewish citizens as it pertains to land access, uh, erasing Palestinian history and identity, participation in democracy and electoral process, and also just cultural alienation among the, the uh, Jewish population. So Miko and today's panel are going to discuss their respective organizing efforts, the campaigns, a little bit about the anti-Netanyahu protests and coronavirus, and just the general plight of Palestinians who live in the northern and southern lands of 1948 Palestine. Um, of course, author and activist Miko Pellet is going to be today's host. And lastly, I want to thank everybody who has tuned in to this webinar and past webinars and hopefully future ones for joining us live um, with these uh, discussions. We are live streaming this to Miko's Facebook page. So if you want to share this event with people who didn't register, you can let them know to go to facebook.com slash official and they'll be able to watch the live stream from there. We also make each of these webinars available to rewatch on YouTube and Facebook uh, afterwards. So uh, we'll go ahead and begin the Q&A after the discussion wraps up, hopefully about 60 minutes or so. Um, so use the Q&A button in your Zoom toolbar uh, to submit a question at any point in the event and, and hopefully we'll be able to get to your question. And I think we are ready to start. So I'm gonna pass it over to Miko. Thank you, Jamil, and thank you everybody for participating. And thank you, Rahind and, uh, and myself for giving us your valuable time and sharing your work with us. Um, Israel likes to promote itself as a, as, a, as a democracy. And one of the things that Israel always likes to say, the Zionists always like to say is, look, we have an Arab minority and they have equal rights and they can ride the buses and they have good jobs and they are happy and free and there's complete equal rights between them 
and the Jewish population. And so, you know, how can anybody say that Israel is not a democracy? Um, but if we take a closer look, of course, then as we, we can tell that that is not the case. Everything from access to water, to education, to land, to work, to everything else. Um, and the whole idea of what they call the Arabs of Israel, which is a term that is used by Israelis, by Zionists, to describe the Palestinians of 1948, of course, in itself is a, is a very racist term. Now, both of you, when I spoke to you, both of you talked a little bit about your activism, and, you, and, you, and even though Palestine is a rather small country, um, it's very diverse. So, so de depending on where you are in Palestine, that will determine the activism. So um, the activism in the Nakab, for example, is very different from activism in other parts of the country, in the northern parts of the country, or the central parts, and so forth. And each of you uh, rep represents different parts of the country, work in different parts of of, um, of Palestine. And just to be clear, I, I call the I call the country Palestine. I know there's in Israel officially recognized and, and called Israel. I, I I choose to call the country Palestine, um, just not to give legitimacy to the Zionist regime. But you use whatever terms you're comfortable with and talk whichever way you're comfortable. But I want to start first really asking you, uh, what is your take on this claim uh, that Israel is a democracy, that the so-called Arabs of Israel or the Palestinians of 1948 or citizens of Israel enjoy the full equal rights and that Israel is a real democratic state uh, in regards to the life of the Palestinian citizens? Um, my son, do you want, would you like to go first? Okay, so hello everybody. I'm very glad that you invited me, Miku and Jamil, to uh, be part of this webinar. And I hope that uh, you will enjoy and you will have another information that you didn't know about Palestinians uh, in Israel. Uh, so, you just said it, Israel claims that it's the only democracy in the Middle East. And it sometimes uses us as uh, you know uh, the Palestinian citizens of the um, uh, of Israel uh, to um, as an example of its democracy because you know uh, they claim that we have uh, equality they claim that you know uh, we participate in the election and we have our uh, representatives in the Knesset yes we participate in the election this is the only maybe the only something that's equal uh, in, in the Israeli um, uh, sphere. Um, uh, and sometimes it seems to be that our uh, participation in the election and our representatives are more than, you know, um, something symbolic. Uh, because till now, unfortunately, uh, 73 years after establishing of Israel, our representative has never been a part of the making decision um, uh, regime. Uh, um, all the time we have uh, uh, an act of delegitimization of our representatives in the Knesset. And you know, and uh, even um, I think in, you know, if we take the history of Israel, 73 years, we had nev never uh, been actually in, uh, in the core politics in Israel. We all the time uh, were uh, put aside 
And the only thing that Israel benefit, benefited from that is to say that you know, we are a democratic country. We have the Arab representative in the Knesset. Uh, don't understand from that that I refuse to participate in the election. No, I don't refuse. I'm with participating in this election. And uh, I think that it's our right to be a part of the political uh, uh, the political game in Israel. And we should try to influence more and more. Uh, regardless of uh, democracy in Israel, uh, we are considered by law as second-degree citizens. You know, uh, two years ago, um, the Knesset had a new law, which is the national state law, uh, and by the law now, we are considered to be a second-degree citizens because by this law, Israel is the land of the of only one kind of people, which, which are the Jewish people. And we are, as, as citizens, we are, we are considered as a second degree citizens. Even the, our language, the Arabic language, which was considered official language uh, for the, the last 70 years, is, is not, no more an official language. It's considered by the new law as a language which had a distinguished, uh, um, I don't know how to say, to say it, a distinguished um, uh, Mahmad, um, position. Uh, position, yeah. A distinguished position. So nobody understands what I know. Uh, only a Jewish, there is um, a privilege for for the Jewish people also in housing and in land. So we had faced for 70 years, it's become a law right now. And if we are talking about the situation, uh, we know that uh, there was a policy. It's not, you know, some kind of, uh, it is a policy that the Israeli government, all the Israeli government, uh, I think that they are still seeing the Palestinians of that still live in, in Israel as uh, some kind of danger, a real demographic danger. And they treat us as a demographic danger because they are afraid that we are going to, um, uh, to be somehow, at some time, a majority in this country. Uh, and, you know, I can talk a lot about kinds of, of and the laws that discriminate a uh, uh, Palestinian in Israel it really started after after uh, 84 uh, when a minority of the Palestinian people uh, uh, really stayed what's so called the new state the Israeli state and they were for 20 years under the uh, military regime and after the military regime was uh, was finished, we faced um, a discrimination in the whole um, aspects of life, discrimination in budgeting, discrimination in, uh, in our municipalities uh, are the most poor municipalities in Israel. We are as citizens, we are the poorest population in Israel. 65% uh, of, of the Palestinian population in Israel is considered to be under a, a, a poor or a, um, a population. 
uh, most of the uh, occupations and, you know, um, let's say the labor market in Israel is not accepting, uh, well accepting the, um, uh, the Palestinian uh, workers or the Palestinian employees. We have a lot, a lot of challenges and we are facing these challenges for 70 years. So um, if you have, uh, had another question after that, so I can answer maybe per question or per uh, issue. Yeah. So the claim, the claim is not exactly true. Um, you know, Hind, I've been, I've been uh, friends with some people in the Nakab for the last couple of years. And so I've been learning a little bit about the Nakab. And I also, I also just read a really good book called The Nakab Bedouins by Mansour Nasasra. Yes. Which uh, tells the story mostly of the Nakab, but also of the Palestinians who remained after 1948 and, and the reality in which they lived. Um, I just also read somewhere that um, for the last three years, in the Nakab only, Israel demolished 2,000 homes every year. Yes. In the Nakab only. The Nakab, for people who don't know, is the southern half, really the southern half of Palestine is the Nakab. Yeah. Um, and we know there are serious issues with water, with unrecognized towns, all kinds of things that happen in the Nakab. So I'll ask you the same question. The issue of Israel being a democracy and the, and the Arabs of Israel, the Palestinians of 1948, enjoying full equal rights. Talk about that for me, please. Okay. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, glad to be with you here. So about the claim that uh, Israel is the, uh, the uh, state, uh, democracy state, for me, it's, uh, it's not... Uh, it's not true. Yeah. Uh, if 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 someone wants to see the 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 face of Israel, he must visit a Nakab. Nakab is uh, uh, the true story uh, of what uh, what the occupation uh, make for the people. Um, I don't think that uh, in the 20th century there is um, a house without electricity. Um, but in Israel, uh, in uh, we in Nakab we have more than forty um, unrecognized villages, which is a historical villages. Uh, it was uh, uh, before the established of uh, of uh, Israel, Israel, and till today they they don't have electricity or water or. Um, uh, roads or uh, education uh, or organization or something like this. Uh, um, and we have every Wednesday uh, a demolition home house houses demolition and uh, knock up. Um, for me, uh, you you I I disagree with uh, Maysam about that we are a citizen and we have to participate our citizen through the election. I think, uh, and this is my how I, I thought uh, all the time, we are not a uh, citizen of this uh, state. We are living under occupation since uh, 48 uh, and the, the Israeli, the the Israeli citizenship, we, we to take this, uh, the Israeli citizenship. So it's not a privilege 
that we have. It's just something that we we take or we talk in the in, in the past just to stay in our land. And this is was uh, one way how to how to stay in our land in this year when the occupation uh, get uh, uh, when the Naqab was occupied in uh, 48. Um, there is a lot of uh, things and that uh, that give us uh, a lot of information that there is there is no democracy in uh, in Israel and uh, Palestine. I don't. I all the time I said Palestine. You know, it's hard to say Israel. Even it's um that all the world said that is, uh, is and when we when we talk ab about palestine the people think that we are talking about gaza and the west bank but when i talk about palestine it's the historical palestine all palestine included include uh 48 uh, areas uh this uh, one side another side um uh we can see uh, the racism from the uh, Israeli policies uh, through the the Bedouin Palestine and Naqab um, uh, discrimination in uh, budget educations budget for example or uh, a budget for uh, develop uh, a new uh, neighborhoods, maybe in, uh, in, in, in the towns here in the Naqab. Um, that's in general uh, how, uh, how I see the democracy of Israel uh, here. Uh, and we can, as Maisam said, we can talk uh, till, uh, till tomorrow about uh, the democracy of Israel. But what I want to say also that there is a lot of, uh, there is some laws uh, that the uh, Israeli parliament made before in, in the 70s that uh, especially for the Bedouin, especially for the, the Naqab, like the black goat law that we can't uh, uh, grow or we can't uh, grow uh, a, a black goats, uh, it's forbidden for the Bedouins. Or uh, nowadays they are trying to uh, to make a new law for the raising camels. Uh, that uh, they said that they are dangerous for for people. Um, and in the Naqab, you 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 can see that there is a difference. Uh, uh, there is a very big gap between uh, Bedouin villages and Jewish and settlements uh, and you can see it through when you pass uh, from Birasaba uh, to Rashrash Elat you can see uh, how is the Bedouin living uh, the way that they are living and something that I want to mention that if Israel a uh, democracy state, why I as Hind or as a Bedouin can't choose how to live or where I can live? Uh, 
I can't choose the way that I want to live. Uh, for example, I'm a Bedouin and I wanted to be in a farm and I wanted to, to make an agriculture life. But uh, uh, the policies of this, this state can, cannot allow me make this. But what, uh, on another side, you, you can see uh, a different, uh, a, a diff uh, that the Jewish can uh, choose how to live. Uh, today we can see in the Nakab that there is um, a lot, I don't know what that is that in English it's Chavat Yachid, um, which is they give one person uh, hundreds of donums of land and they uh, give him uh, electricity, water, even uh, internet uh, to, to live uh, as he wish, to live, um, uh, he can choose what he want to, he can uh, make uh, an, a farm or he can uh, raising sheep or camels, uh, he can choose what he want to do with this land. But for me, it's forbidden. So I can't, I can't feel that I am a citizen here in this uh, state. I can't hear you. Miko? Yeah, yeah. Miko, you're on mute. Yeah, I was I'm muted. Um, the question of elections for um, oppressed communities is a big one in America too. There's a question of whether or not uh, black Americans and Native Americans sh should or should not vote. There's the, there are, this conversation exists in all, in all, in all communities that are that are oppressed and live and live uh, in racist uh, societies and racist countries, and in that, of course, the state of Israel and the United States have a lot in common in the racism. Um, and uh, just to follow up on what you said, and I know you know driving in the Nakab, you can see on the one side of the street you see uh, Tel Sabah on the other side of the street, which is a really poor township, and across the street is Omer, which is one of the richest towns, one of the richest yeah. Israeli towns at all, uh, with a very high standard of living. And another thing you see as you drive through 1948 Palestine, and this is true everywhere, is on the Palestinian side of the town, the Palestinian towns, you always see the extra black water tanks because the water, the water supply is, 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 is not reliable. Um, and both of you also said that, you know, that you are, part of your activism is, involves uh, feminist activism. Um, but I'd like to hear more about your specific activism in your in your area, both as feminists and as Palestinians. My son, maybe you can just talk a little bit about the work that you do as an activist in both of these uh, in both of these um, areas. Um, first, I uh, I forgot to mention, but I should mention that tomorrow is the 64 uh, memory of uh, the Kfar Kassim massacre. Uh, which has occurred in uh, 1956 when um, uh, Kfar Qasim is a, a village, or now it's a town that uh, was occupied uh, as the rest of uh, our villages in 1984. And in 1956, uh, the government tried to transfer all the area of the triangle, which is it's my area, Kfar Qasim is, uh, 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 Kfar Qasim is my neighbor. So, um, and then they had the, the, the one of mass, uh, massacre, 48 people of the farmers of Kfar Qasim were killed. 
and tomorrow is the uh, 64 years for this uh, massacre. So I wanted to mention that, that even though after 84, Israel had the plans to transfer us, the Palestinians who remained in their homeland had the plans, and now we see that the documents are starting to reach for us, and most of the documents really shows that the government meant to have this massacre in order to, um, a, a, and the reason was, is a, to, uh, to make the whole uh, area or the whole people who live in the triangle area near the border, the green line, the green line to uh, move to the, sec to, uh, to the Palestinian territory that was under Jordanian uh, authority at that time. So, uh, and if we see the Trump plan, you know, uh, right now, they talk, they still talk, Netanyahu and Trump still talked about, you know, moving or transferring the people who live in the triangle uh, to what will be uh, the Palestinian uh, state, you know, by this plan. By this plan, there will never be, you know, that means that these thoughts, of you know of uh, transfer these thoughts of me as um, uh, my son Palestinian who live uh, as a citizen Israel this is uh, this is not a guaranteed thing you know anytime the government can come and you know uh, transfer me to uh, from my homeland from my village from my town so. Um, uh, this is something that we should have uh, into consideration and we should keep it in mind uh, that even after 73 years, it's not guaranteed that we are still, will still live in our homeland. So, um, uh, this is for, um, uh, you know, as activists, I think as a woman, as a Palestinian and as an activist, I have a lot of challenges, and I think that Hind will uh, agree with me that we have a political challenges, we have a social challenges, and we have an economic such, uh, challenges. And as, and as a woman, we have also, you know, the discrimination against women in the Israeli society, and especially also in our society. So if we talk about, you know, the occupation and, and, and we talk about discrimination, let's not forget that also as women, we have a discrimination also in our society. We um, so uh, uh, and this make makes us more um, it makes more challenges for us as a woman activists. Uh, as for me, I really care a lot of a lot of issues, and I'm active in a lot of issues, the feminist issues, the uh, woman equality, and uh, promoting women in the society, both in my society and also promoting women uh, in economic and the social, uh, social, the so their economic and social situation, and also fighting the uh, 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 the violence against women, the domestic violence, and we know that unfortunately, uh, 18, uh, 19 women have been killed in Israel this year, from the beginning of this year. Uh, 13 of them are Palestinian women. 
Uh, so uh, I think these statistics are an awful statistics and we should work a lot to change it. Uh, I'm activist uh, also in, um, in issues of, uh, of workers. Uh, of uh, um, I'm considered to be a union. Uh, I'm a union uh, activist. Uh, I really work a lot, and this is actually my work. I work for uh, promoting uh, uh, issues of um, work. And their rights in their workplaces, um, and you know, regarding the society in Israel, uh, we have a lot of discrimination in the labor in the Israeli labor market, uh, and this discrimination is uh, also uh, not only against men, but especially against our uh, Palestinian women who wants to work. Uh, and we see that the labor, the Israeli labor market is not willing to accept uh, Palestinians as equal workers. I also, we also deal with the problems that uh, Palestinian workers from the occupied uh, territories from the, the West Bank uh, who come and uh, uh, work in Israel. We also uh, try to help them, try to um, legally, help them legally and uh, to have, we have have a lot of advocacy work in order to uh, promote their condition, their work conditions uh, in Israel. Uh, um, I'm very active in promoting equality for the Palestinian citizens in issues of education, in issues of budget, in issues that because of that I, I, I am the chairwoman of Sikui. Sikui is an organization that uh, really works on advocacy to advocacy for the uh, promoting the uh, rights of the Palestinian citizens. And um, I'm also very active in um, uh, promoting a uh, shared society because I think uh, that uh, the fact that we are living here, we are living Jewish and Palestinians together. We are actually don't live together. We are very much separated. But I think that uh, uh, fighting for a real shared society is one of the, the important issues that we should deal with and that we should promote. Um, and uh, fighting for a real shared society means also fighting together against the occupation and ending the occupation, because I think the struggle must come from the inside. That means uh, I believe that uh, we should be together in the struggle against the occupation, Arab and Jewish, and we should should convince another the other uh, populations who live or other groups who lives with us who live with us to share with us the uh, the vision of ending the occupation and fighting together to, to end the occupation this is a very important thing yes i think that the international uh, um, community is very important for this issue but i think also that the change must come from the inside and only together jewish and arabs uh, progressive jewish and arabs can or palestinians can do this together You are muted. Yes, yes, a lot of challenges. I have to get used to this. Um, Hind, when we spoke, you told me that you work uh, with uh, with uh, Bedouin, not only in Mecca, but also in the West Bank. And I know that 
the Bedouin in the southern part of the West Bank, Bethlehem and the Khalil area, they are actually Bedouins that used to be living, Palestinians that used to live in the Nakab, but then in 1948, they were kicked, you know, they were expelled and that's where they ended up living. And now, of course, they're being kicked out from their lands there. But can you tell us about your work in general, not just that, work in general and also about the feminist work that you do? As Maisam said, that we have uh, a lot of challenges, but Maisam, I believe in a woman power. We are together. We also. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm working with, uh, with the Bedouin uh, in the Nakab and in the West Bank uh, because I believe that they are uh, the same issues are in, in the Nakab and in the West Bank. Uh, the same uh, policies uh, uh, is uh, take a place uh, in Al-Naqab and also in the West Bank, uh, home, house demolitions, poverty, um, uh, a lot of uh, discrimination on, on both sides. So, um, in the uh, before two years, I was uh, working just in the Nakab. I was uh, activist, uh, and, and the first, uh, the main uh, works for me was political activism, um, and then I start to grow up. So I. I uh, develop my feminism uh, activism, and I start to 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 connect politics and feminism together. And uh, I think it you can't separate it here. And 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 uh, under occupation, you have to struggle uh, both feminism and politics together. So. Um, the main uh, ideas or what we believe in Bedouin Without Borders that if we uh, get, if we um, make, uh, um, wait a minute, if we make an uh, independent econom uh, uh, economic for the people, if uh, we can uh, struggle uh, any uh, other things, uh, if we have the the economic uh, insurance for the people. So uh, we, uh, the the main uh, uh, the main uh, idea or the main work that we do is to create jobs for for the Bedouin youth, uh, both uh, uh, women and uh, also we are working with men. Um, to. Uh, Today we are working on um, um, ecotourism uh, that we, uh, you know, we are living in a desert which is um, uh, full, full of uh, many uh, attractive um, sites that we can make through them uh, new jobs for uh, our society. Uh, so we are um, established uh, some of uh, uh, tourism uh, sites in the West Bank and in uh, Nakab. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, because of COVID-19, 
this uh, some programs uh, stop to work, uh, but we we will move on uh, next month. Uh, why we are uh, um, uh, focus on economy? Because uh, economic, uh, if you have insurance, uh, economy or insu in insurance income for the people, they can feel safety somehow and to struggle in, in other in other uh, in other uh, things like uh, to struggle against. Um, uh may uh that for the lands for example or for the educations or uh, anything that develop our society uh so uh as my son said uh, as a woman we are struggle uh in both uh, sides um we are struggle political and also social for me, it's easy to to struggle uh, against the the state or a, a political uh, state, or to to put a, a political statement. But for the social struggle, it's uh, compli complicated, and sometimes you you must uh, you must uh, shock the society to to wake up, or sometimes you have. To walk through the through the rains, through the 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 bumps, to just to make some change. Uh, for me, it's not easy. Um, I was uh, I still I th I, I want to give to give you a small story here. Uh, and for me, I think it's a success story for uh, a little bit of change in uh, the main mindset. Um, I remember we were in uh, demonstrations against um, the evocated of people in 2013. Uh, I was a member, a member uh, for uh, a, pro a proper plan. If you know what's that proper plan, uh, it was it's uh, a plan from the state to. Uh, evocated and to uh, disc uh, discrimination people and to take uh, their lands uh, to uh, uh, develop the the uh, 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 So when we were in their demonstrations, um, this is the first time that a woman lead a demonstration in Nakab. I was uh, leading this uh, demonstration, and when we started, I, I a man said to me that I have to go back and to to be in the back lines, not in the in the front. Um, so uh, I I complete. I don't hear. I don't uh, hear what he said. So I complete my. Uh, um, shouting or you know what happened in uh, demonstrations so when the demonstration finished the same man the same man come to me and he said well done <laughs> which means that we can make um changes even if it's a few changes we can make it 
by small steps. Um, but some, sometimes we, we have to shock the society. And um, my struggle today is for the appearance of the woman in the public space, not in the, uh, not only in the uh, private space, which is a house. And uh, also we can say a lot of women, a lot of uh, girls that go to university and learn uh, high education, but we have to look where, where, uh, where these uh, girls uh, or what they are, they are studies. Uh, like um, they study uh, teaching or social workers or um, nursing or a new, something new, medicine which is for me still a private space for the woman. The women today are not appears in a parliament or in a civil councils uh, or um, because this is... Um, we have four Knesset member women, women Knesset members. I, I don't, excuse me, I don't <laughs> think that this is appropriate place for us. We are have to, to struggle out this place not in this place. This place just brings to us more and more discriminations. Um, we, so what I want to say that I want to see more women in the public space, which is, I don't want just to struggle against killing women uh, um, or something, or I, I don't want to see uh, 10 uh, graduate uh, girls from the social work. I wanted to see also uh, a woman in a civil, uh, in a civil council or in uh, um, a public space or uh, women uh, make politics for this uh, society. Uh, women struggle against violence against uh, the state ev everywhere. I wanted to see women everywhere in the society. Um, and I think we start, we make, we make steps there, but still uh, we have a long, long way uh, to struggle. And I think uh, we have um, a wonderful woman uh, here uh, and they are struggle everywhere. Uh, everywhere here in Nakab, I I think every woman um, struggle uh, from the morning till the evening, and uh, the um, for example, uh, the woman when she sleep, uh, I, I don't want woman to sleep with the thinking if. When I wake up in the morning, my house will be demolished or no. Uh, a specific, uh, it's a simple thing. Or um, um, I don't want to see uh, a woman that uh, living violent every day uh, from the society and also from the 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 state. That the the violence is. Um, um, 
from from the bo both sides. So um, my point is that women, I can't force the woman to take um, to take a chance, uh, not to take a chance, to to take. Um, I can give her my experience or I can give her uh, a tools, uh, but she ha but sh the woman have to take the choice if she wants to struggle or not, or if she wants to, uh, uh, to, to make her decision. But I have to tell her that any choices in the life, we have to pay, to pay price. And she have to to be aware of the, this uh, price for what for for the struggle. It's not easy to struggle in in our society. You you have to make your your choices, but also you have to pay the the price. Yes, and I have to say, both of you, um, for for anybody who knows Palestine, uh, the struggles that you're both engaged in as women and as Palestinians, you're, is, is incredibly courageous uh, because you're facing uh, a very violent reality. I mean, the state of Israel is a very violent uh, existence. And- uh, the, the, the state of Israel is very violent. And also uh, the state of Israel is interesting in violence in the, inside the, the Palestinian society in Israel. And we saw, and I think that similar to another minorities in other countries, uh, that especially in the United States, we say that the amount of violence inside the Palestinian society in Israel is raising in, you know, very uh, dangerous amounts. Uh, I think that we are afraid now. We are in, in issues that we are afraid of our lives, of our children's lives. And, you know, and sometimes it feels that, you know, our lives are are not important for the state and the, the state uh, is not doing enough, the police is not doing enough to prevent violence and you know uh, we had a lot of mafia now in, uh, in our communities, mafia from our communities and the state is uh, and I think I think that the police and the state is really cooperating with them and not fighting them and there is a lot of uh, weapons uh, are recognized weapons in uh, in our society, and yeah, you know, unfortunately, this is one of the struggles that uh, we are uh, we should really uh, take into consideration for the next few years. And if we we should succeed in this struggle, because if we don't, our community is in a big big danger. And it's interesting because the weapons that are used by the cry by the crime groups or the mafia, like you call them in the Palestinian society all come from the Israeli military. These are all weapons that come from the Israeli it comes, military. It comes from the Israeli military. And there is, you know, thousands of weapons in, in every village and in every uh, town. And the, is, the Israeli authorities knows about them, uh, but they are not gathering them. They are not collecting them. So this is so weird, you know. Um, because if it was for political reasons, if they find yeah, one... Yeah, if this uh, weapon was against, you know... Uh, when it's yes, pride, yes. when it's Arabs killing Arabs, the state is very happy. Yeah, yes, yes, Arab killing yeah, I'm really Arabs. glad you brought that up. That is a serious uh, issue that touches both uh, uh, of you as Palestinians and also as women. I you wanted to know, talk to... 
Yeah, please. Yeah, this issue, the, the, the inner violence, I called it inner violence because it's between us. I think it's not, uh, we don't have to, um, uh, the solution is not from the police or from the state. The solution is come from us. There are some steps that we have to make against this crime people, or as my son said, mafia. <laughs> it's mafia. Uh, mafia. You know, uh, you know, but I studied criminology, so you know, in the terminology of a criminologist, and you know, it okay. is a mafia. Yeah. Okay, uh, but we have to be aware about uh, these issues that we have to uh, to solve this a uh, problem from inside. We, 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 we don't have the tools, Huda. I should, I no, should no, agree have with you. We, no, no, no. If we want, we have the tools. If we want, really. You I'm cannot go to these, you know, crime families and ask them because they will shut you. And I faced this thing. I struggled. And because my struggle, I have shut twice at my house from these a, a crime organization and crime families. And I, I think that there is our responsibility, but also the state have a lot of- Yeah, we have a responsibility. And we should demand Okay, this is not our argue. We can argue uh, both of us out this webinar <laughs> about- no, It's this. very important also to see that sometimes that we have disagreements. <laughs> uh, yes, but we, we, we sometimes we have to look inside ourselves and to see that of course of course there's no solution that which is one side come from course, us. i agree with you i totally agree with you we should deal it from the inside but in the in the same time we cannot say to the state okay we will solve it alone because we are not we don't have the tools and if you look at the, our history and our uh, political current political situation we are uh, we are not independent and we don't have the, the the political tools to do so so you should also uh, how would you do uh, it hey, what what hey, what kind of tools would you have to deal with it how would you deal with it as within within the palestinian society how would uh, you do the question for me yeah yeah Okay, uh, I think that we we have tools on our um, uh, Palestinian society and uh, especially uh, the Bedouin that we can uh, stop this uh, inner violence. And uh, you know, because today, why we have what are, these- What are the tools? What are the, which tools what do you is have? The tools, the tools, one of them that I don't know. I I don't know how to say this in English, but um, we have in the Naqab um, a tradition law. Okay, um, a tradition law in the past was a very strong, and all the problems inside the society was goes to this um, leadership that know the Bedouin laws, um, and. You know, we have the Sheikh in the past. The Sheikh was um, a very respect man and all the tribe respect his words. And also there is um, uh, a consequences of what if the, if the, if the crime man uh, cannot stand in these um, laws. Um, so, what this uh, traditional law today, uh, because of the occupation and because of the 
what so called the um, the civil law uh, the traditional law today is uh, very weak and the, the people don't understand this law very well so they are um, make it as uh, horrible things for the people uh, so, in Anaka, uh, people still use the the traditional yes. law sometimes, right? Yes, but still use, but yes, still use the traditional law, but not like the past. Yeah, of course. Um, they make some changes of it, which is um make it um something light. <laughs> yeah. Look, I want to move on to something else, and I want to. No, I just want to uh, say something, um, and uh, and I'm surprised that one of the audience said that I'm permitting him to talk. I didn't feel that I'm permitting. If I permitted you from talking, and I'm sorry, no, uh, no. but I should. But I, I should say. That no, I saw it in the chat. Uh, but I should say that the traditional law, as a feminist, I can't accept that the tradition, the tradition law, uh, ah. And it's, it's a long discussion. I won't discuss it. No, no, I won't just, discuss it. Just, but, one, but just one a minute. Sentence, one sentence, because I am a daughter of a, of a man who was um, traditional law. Okay, my father was working in this, and I know exactly what I'm saying. I'm a feminist, but I wanted these laws to come back, the original laws, not what are the people doing today the people doing today is the, is not the traditional laws for me as a feminine as a bedouin feminist i wanted this law to come back because they are giving the woman her respect and her, her rights today what happens is not a traditional law it's a game it's a game between the the the, the occupation was uh, um, make some uh, uh, new leader that uh, yeah they, uh, put, they put new sheikh that works with that yeah with new sheikh that. that they are making uh, you know they are making conflict they are not to uh, make a solution for the people so because of that um as hint as a feminist Bedouin I wanted this law to come back because I know many many stories. For, for women that this law are give them their rights and they are this law um, keep their keep their life. I I know uh, three women that are today are alive and they have children and they are uh, living a very wonderful life because of the tradition law. Okay, so and something, something I, I want to mention, excuse me, that I'm, you know, sometimes when we say feminism, what is feminism? For me, for example, I don't want the American feminism or the European feminism. Why I, as a Bedouin Palestinian, I can't create my own feminism, which is appropriate for me and for um, the, uh, and for, and for uh, my circumstances, my condition. Why I have to bring an, uh, 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 a feminism from outside to inside? Why I can't 
create a, a, a feminism from inside our society. We have a lot of uh, women uh, that we can make through them uh, a, a wonderful feminism that uh, give us our rights, give us our space. Uh, that's it. Well, good. I, I think I think the I think the conversation between the two of you is demonstrates that there's a lot to talk about, and it's I think yeah. a very good thing, of course. And and uh, maybe we should get together again and have a conversation about what what uh, what feminism is in the context in the, in the particular cultural context, even in a small country like Palestine, where it could mean different things to different groups of people within again the Palestine context. But I want to open it up a little bit more again to the larger issue of Palestine-Israel. And Maisam, before we started recording, uh, we talked about the, the protests. And a lot of people don't know because in the U.S. it's not reported. But for the last, um, for many months now, there have been very, very large protests against Netanyahu on a regular basis throughout the entire country. Um, but there is really no participation of the Palestinian community. And so I wanted to ask you to talk about uh, these protests and why, and you, of course, you are active in Hadash, which is, which is a member of the joint list, which is part of the joint list as well. Why uh, do you feel that there is no, why is there no participation? Why, why is there, why are they, being, are they excluded or are they, out, is this out of choice? Give us the context. Connection between the two, uh, the two things, between exclusion and between a decision. Um, I think this demonstration, when they started this demonstration, it was against the corruption of Netanyahu. And you know, the the main issue of this demonstration is telling Netanyahu that you should uh, step aside and you should go. Uh, and you know, and, and the people, uh, you know, um, uh, want Netanyahu away. It's the the, the issue if in, in this demonstration is the man, Netanyahu. They don't want Netanyahu because they think that Netanyahu is not only corrupted, he is destroying the democracy. And we already talked about what is democracy in Israel, and we already talked about that democracy is only for a, one group and not for the Palestinians. So I, I think that I, I answered this, uh, this question because the people cannot be, you know, um, uh, they don't have any feeling toward, you know, or they are not afraid of the democracy of Israel because there was never a feeling of democracy for the Palestinian society. And they, um, let's not forget that most of these demonstrations are also held with a lot of flags, of Israeli flags. A lot of Israel, if you go there, you, you can see hundreds and thousands of flags. And this is also, you know, something that we as Palestinians, we cannot, it's very hard for us to demonstrate under the, uh, the Israeli flag and not under, you know, the issues that are important for us. A, um, a, the, another thing of the, the demonstration is the goal. What is the goal? What is the alternative? If I, I, I feel that if I should demonstrate, demonstrate against, it's not only the against, I should also have answers for what the alternative. And in this demonstration, there is no alternative. So if Netanyahu will go, so we, who, who is going to come? Bennett, which is the far, uh, the far right, 
and this is, you know, the service show that if Netanyahu goes, Bennett will become the prime minister, which is, uh, you know, he is extremist, more extremist than Netanyahu, and he's one of uh, the, the people that, that supports annexation, and the, the, uh, the people, um, he's, uh, you know, uh, uh, the representatives of the settlers in the, in the, in the government, so, um, is this the alternative that we should? I think that this demonstration shows us that unfortunately there is no uh, left in Israel. The left is divided. And I think that uh, they cannot agree on alternative. Uh, and sometimes you feel that the demonstrations like a carnival, that there is no goal and there is no alternative. There is no leadership for this. Uh, for, for this demonstration. So as my son, I cannot be, you know, um, cannot be part of this demonstration. You know, in, in the last few weeks, we saw some changes in this demonstration. Uh, I, um, groups, uh, you know, uh, started, another group started to be part of this demonstration. For example, there are groups that, you know, have signs against occupation. There are groups uh, um, that demand justice for Iyad al-Hallaq. Uh, there are groups from Hadash, from my uh, party, who demand, uh, you know, also um, uh, demand ending the occupation. And there are groups from standing together, Naqif uh, Ma'an, which is um, another organization that I'm activist in which holds the issue of uh, economic issue and the economic situation of the whole population and um, had the connection between occupation and political issues. But you know, these groups are minority in, 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 in the sphere of the demonstration and you, you don't feel them. Uh, so I don't, I'm not, you know, let's say that I'm not optimistic about the results of this demonstration. They are not going to bring us to a better place. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think uh, the, the so-called Zionist left is, is, is uh, it's all about the carnival. It's all about the going out there and having, you know, and, 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 uh, and, and if, if they think of alternative, it should be from the army, you know, a general from the army. It, it, it makes me crazy, this, this oh, kind like, of, you know... Um, and it's really ridiculous. It's really, it's really uh, insane and outrageous that you can think of an alternative that is even far, farther to the right than Netanyahu. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you talk to, to people on the outside, the thought that they, you could be farther to the right of Netanyahu is is almost absurd, but of course, in 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 the Zionist political realm, the Zionist political world, that's there is the reality where people are even farther to the right than Netanyahu. But talking because about if a, you argue, if you argue with these people, you know, if with these people who go and demonstrate every Saturday and they try to argue with them, they even you know sometimes I feel that I speak to a wall. That means that they cannot see my point of view. So if you cannot see my point of view as Palestinians, as you know, uh, a, as as you know, as um, a partner, a possible partner for you, if you cannot see my point of view, so why why should I be with you in this demonstration? Why should I share you? Yes, and I think it goes farther. Actually, it's not only that they don't see your point of view; they don't see you. Yes, yes. we are invisible for them. Because I agree with you. And, and, this is something and this is very difficult because if we, if we talk about a solution, and I think they, maybe they know this, maybe they don't know this, maybe they're afraid of this, 
But the solution lies in the kind of work that the two of you do. Yeah. And that is the solution. I, I and really, when you look forward... They are afraid of this, I think. They are, they are terrified because this. this will inevitably lead to a post-Zionist Palestine. And really, the only, a Zionist Palestine cannot be something that it's not. Zionism is a racist ideology and it created a racist state. The racism is directed against Palestinians. If we bring Palestinians in from the Nakab, from the Triangle, from uh, anywhere, if we bring Palestinians in, then now inevitably we have to talk about equality, we have to talk about equal rights, we have to talk and about- And you will lose your hegemony. You will lose exactly. your hegemony. Exactly, and I were talking about a post-Zionist Palestine, a free Palestine, and God forbid the right of return, uh, and the return of the refugees, and so on and so on. So for them, this is a very, it's like a snowball that gets worse and worse and worse, so they don't want to have anything to do with it. But I do want to ask the two of you, and we're kind of need to start wrapping up. Um, I want to ask the two of you about what is the vision? Uh, because the work that you do obviously is, is, is centered on, on a vision, something that you want to see as, as an alternative to the reality today. What is your vision of the future of a reality where there is freedom, there is democracy, perhaps what is, what is a post-Zionist, and I use this, I'm assuming we agree, but if we don't, please correct me, a post-Zionist uh, future uh, for Palestine. And Hind, do you want to start? What is the vision of, of a post-Zionist Nakab, a post-Zionist Palestine? But really, a Palestine, not just a Nakab, yeah. A, a vision or a, fant a fantasy? A vision. Vision. Okay, my vision for Palestine, for free Palestine, is a place uh, 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 wait a minute, I wanted to say something before the vision. Uh, when, when we talked uh, yesterday or two days ago, we talked about uh, one state solution. You remember? So even these uh, solutions uh, for me are a uh, fantasy also. What, uh, it's depended on what happened today. So my, my vision for free Palestine that all the refugees come back to their lands and their homes. Um, and a free Palestine for me, for he, for me as a Bedouin that I can uh, I can move everywhere freely without I, I you know I don't want to see checkpoints. It's an ugly place, these checkpoints. You know, I I lived in Bethlehem, so I passed there a lot. Uh, I wanted to see a place without the checkpoints. Uh, I wanted to see a place um, with uh, a nor you know you know what uh, a normal place which is uh, give me uh, security uh, and space. To uh, to act uh, as as my beliefs, um, free Palestine is uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to see a, a 
you know, uh, uh, I forgot the word. مكان آمن للنساء ترجمة يا ميسم. مكان آمن للنساء. A safety, a safety place for the women. A safety, a safe place for women. Yeah, I was muted. And not also, not just for the women. A safety place for everyone that can live free. We we born free, so we have to continue living free. What happened today as a crime, a criminal. Issues. Um, I wanted to see uh, free Palestine as um, one state that uh, everyone can live. Never mind who is, what this, what his beliefs or what he thought or what she are uh, doing. Um, uh, it's a uh, simple, free, <laughs> freedom for everyone. It is simple. Uh, and I don't, I, I wanted to stop seeing uh, uh, soldiers. I don't want to see a home demolition. Today I was in a tour in a Naqab and there is, you, uh, there is a uh, house demolitions and when you, when, when you see this and you can't, make something you feel um, like, why, why I'm living here? For what? If I don't have the, 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 the specific right to, to live uh, under, under uh, uh, a safe house, why? Why all these happened? Yeah. And uh, if if Israel complete with these uh, actions and with these uh, politics, I think uh, it will never uh, happen. Uh, we will never bring peace. And also, the Palestinian must act in uh, another ways. Um, we have the the national community uh, um, from the past five years, all the time they are uh, stay, uh, or they, they are stand uh, uh, along um, Israel. And we, we see that the Palestinian uh, um, in, the, in the national community are, the actions there is very, uh, is, is, is very um, low. And for me, I can't, I can't, uh, um, or, you know, I want to make, we have to make an actions from inside. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have a leaders uh, to make or to take actions for free Palestine. Um, uh, even if they are uh, in Palestinian 80, uh, 48 or in the West Bank or in Gaza, uh, we don't have leaders. We don't have a political uh, projects for a free Palestine. Uh, we don't have, even more, we don't have a vision. We don't have a collective vision for free Palestine. That's why I asked you about your vision. 
my uh, my vision um, uh, i i will <laughs> i will set for you after the webinar <laughs> of recording <laughs> Okay. So we, first of all, we have to make a collective vision, and then we have to build our, um, our our free project politics, uh, projects, and then maybe we got something uh, new for this uh, for this land. But the vision is a democratic, free, democratic uh, Palestine. Yes, uh, 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 not a democracy uh, like Israel. No, I mean a real democratic, free Palestine. And you know, even the de democratic, sometimes we have to 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 argue about it. Sometimes it's not also the, uh, not always the the solution that we democracy not always democracy. Sometimes in the democracy there is some discriminations. Yeah, it's never perfect. Maysam, what do you think? What is the what is your vision? What do you see? I'm gonna be short. I just think that um, my dream was that uh, my children will live in another place. Uh, my dream was that my children will live in an equal society. Uh, you know, having social justice in this society, and you know, in in a also in environment environment that really accepts them. Uh, and the, my dream is ending the occupation. Uh, I think that I, in my time, it wouldn't, it won't be. But I'm, uh, I think, and I hope that uh, my grandchildren will uh, really uh, get to see this vision, this vision of quality of social justice, of you know, um, uh, ending the occupation of you know, moving freely all over the world. Uh, and uh, you know, um, uh, that all over the world to look at the person himself, not as where is he from and for what is the fidelity or what is his religious. This is my dream, this is my vision. And of course I know that you know, without ending the occupation, the whole issues that we talked about today, the issues of equality, the issues of social justice will never happen in our area, in, our, in, in the Middle East at all. We are living right now, unfortunately, in, in, a, in a political, international political sphere, which is really very, very bad for our case for the Palestinian case. You know, I don't, I really, I cannot call them these, these agreements, but I, these agreements between Israel and the, and the Persian uh, countries and, you know, and with Sudan, uh, that makes me uh, feel um, some kind of depression. And I think that, you know, the international world, uh, uh, the international community, we as Palestinian, we gained a lot of uh, you know um, the help of the international community and seems to be that you know uh, we put our uh, our eggs on the wrong uh, on the wrong side and I think the only thing that this is my vision that together together Palestinians and progressive Jews work together to end the occupation work to, and other groups in Israel also I, I and it's not only um, and Jews in Israel have also another and Palestine have another communities. We all work together to end the occupation. If you ask me about 
the one-step solution or two-step solution, I really, I have a lot of discussions between me and me in the recent uh, um, uh, years. I really, I don't know. I don't know. I cannot tell now what is the perfect solution, but I think it should be a solution that the people, the people, that means the people that really share this case uh, agree on. And you know what? This is the, the hope that the people can do it some, somehow and sometime. And, and I think that the right historic moment will, will come, will come. And uh, this occupation will be ended. You know, I've always I hope, I hope that I will be alive when this happens. I think you will be. You know, I, I, I always remind people, in 1988, if we had a discussion like this about South Africa, and somebody said, in five, six years, Nelson Mandela will be president of South Africa. Nobody had to believe Everybody would laugh. Yes. 89, even in 89, if somebody said, yeah, in four or five years, Nelson Mandela will be coming out of jail, apartheid will fall, and Mandela will be president of South Africa, everybody would laugh. So five years is very fast. And I agree with you. I think the, the historic moment, it, it will come. I just, I just- not South Africa. I think, but I think it's going to be much faster because Israel is not as strong as South Africa. South Africa controlled all of Southern Africa. That's a lot of land, a lot of resources, a lot of wealth, and a lot of influence. And of course, they fulfilled. But I think, I think also that the two of you and the work that you do and others like you do in Palestine, and I know many, many outstanding, brave activists, men and women in Palestine. Uh, of all ages that work extremely hard under di very difficult conditions, just like you two. And the work that you do is, uh, is pushing history towards that moment. And um, I do events also with student groups in other countries. I did one with the UK here in the United States. And the work is extremely difficult for them. These are young students who are fighting against the Zionist groups in America, and they are pushing also on the outside, they're pushing history towards that moment of what I believe is, is the vision, which is the, the post-colonial, post-Zionist Palestine, a free Palestine, where the right of return is not seen as a fantasy, where equal rights is not seen as a fantasy, where uh, rights for women or safety for women, whether it is to know that your house will be demolished or that you will not be killed, is not a fantasy, but is a reality. So I think that to, to me, it seems to me that the work that you do is leading towards that uh, reality. And I think, but I'm an optimist, but I think that you're pushing it very hard and it's actually going much faster than you can appreciate from the inside than what you see. From I think that we should say that where is there is, where is, there is a struggle, there is a hope. So oh, if we continue struggling, the hope will be with us all the time. That's exactly the point. So I was going to ask, I'd like to ask Jamil to open up the Q&A. Can I say uh, a last sentence? Please. Uh, uh, because my son said that she wants um, an equal uh, budget and equal education and equal for me. And if I have birth and uh, give, uh, bring our children to this uh, world and um, so I don't want to be equal to the Jewish I want justice and the justice yes, is not justice. equal 
I don't want. I don't want to be unequal to the to the to the Jewish people. I want a justice, justice which, which means that I can return to my lands near Gaza, not here in Lakia. So uh, this is my last sentence. Thank you. Okay, let's open it to questions. I know we're a little bit running a little bit late, but let's uh, go ahead and open maybe three or four questions. Okay. Good ones. Sounds good. Uh, the first question is from Wim. The question, this one's for you, Miko. It's a quick one. Uh, what is the title of the book you mentioned when uh, you spoke earlier? I think it was about the Nakab, right? You said oh, you were it's reading called, a book. Uh, it's called the, it's called the, I'll give you the exact one. Um, it's called the Bedouins of, it's called the Nakab Bedouins by uh, Mansur Nasasra. Okay. The Nakab Bedouins, and maybe you can put the link on the, in the chat. The Nakab okay. Bedouins by, uh, it's an excellent, excellent book and again it describes particularly the Nakab but not only the Nakab but the reality of Palestinians uh, pre-48 and then after 48 the Palestinians of, of 1948 that remains the, the military uh, regime under which they lived the attempts by the military regime to create new leadership that would collaborate with uh, Zionists as opposed to the indigenous leadership that was in opposition. And he talks about the different ways in which, um, again, he focuses on the Nakab, but uh, the Palestinians of 1948 have been consistently resisting and the different ways in which they've been resisting uh, the Zionist colonization of Palestine. Okay. Uh, the next one is from Wally. This question is, can a Palestinian from the West Bank who marries a Palestinian from inside 48 move to live there and does Israeli law grant him or her a green card or permanent resident status similar to USA laws? My Sam, you're shaking your head. No, no, no. Unfortunately, I me mean, as a Palestinian, I don't have the right to marry um, a, a, another Palestinian from the West Bank on Gaza, or Gaza or from, you know, a, from other places while the Jew can marry anyone who wants and bring him to Israel or to our... So unfortunately, we had actually, we had a lot, a lot of problems with this issue because, you know, you can't prevent love. You can, you can, people when they, people when they love each other, they marry. And, you know, we are living in a, yes, there is the Palestinian Authority, but it's the same society, and we um, travel a lot, and they come to us, and they, a lot of them are our relatives, uh, and people get married, but unfortunately, they cannot live together, and if they are um, um, a Palestinian woman or man cannot live with the, his husband or wife or her, wife, her husband in, in Israel, uh, and this is by law. Unfortunately, the Knesset every year it's a not a permanent law. It's um, a, a you know law that every year comes to the Knesset, and every year they um uh, a, a, they they you know they for another year. So uh, and uh, you know if we are talking about uh, discrimination, if we are talking about even you know um a, um. Uh, apartheid, so this is, you know, the, the ugly face of, of these issues. Uh, and it, it, 
it, you know, we're having a lot of social problems because of that. Because the children cannot be Israel, having the Israeli citizenship, and sometimes they have it, but their mother is in the other side. And, um, and we are an activist. We saw it in the daily life basis, these problems. Okay. Uh, the next question is from Andre. I would like to visit the Nakab Palestinian communities. How can I go about it? <laughs> so maybe for you, Hin, you, accept, you, you accept visitors, tourists. We talked about the ecotourism. <laughs> yeah, we and and our uh, organizations we have a tour, tourism a tour for you. Uh, if you want to come to visit us, um, with a pleasure. Uh, but you have to come with an open mind and uh, you know we are um, not um, how to say it uh, you have to be um, you know there is some tourism that came to the Anakab to see the camels and the tents and they want to uh, drink uh, a Bedouin coffee or something like this but if, if you want to come by this mind, uh, I, I don't... Uh, <laughs> so, uh, if you want to come to Al-Naqab, um, you will see a lot of uh, discriminations against the Bedouins. You will see how the Bedouins is a living Israeli democracy, democracy. So you are more than welcome. And I'll just add one thing. I know, I know what uh, Hind is talking about. You know, the this colonizer, uh, yes. you know, uh, orientalist uh, thing that people sometimes want to come and see. Um, come to see not, real people. That's not what you're going to see. At the same time, the Nakab is extremely, extremely beautiful. You know, yeah. it's a very fertile desert, so it's a very beautiful desert, and the, the Palestinians of the Nekab, the friends that I have, uh, know every little corner, and it's really a beautiful place. So okay. you, I, but if he wants to go, who should he? Is there a website that he can go to, or what should he do? Yes, uh, yes, we have a a, a website uh, which is called um, dot uh, org. Okay, Jamil will put that in the chat so you guys can. Um, uh, Maybe I'll send you um send the link. Okay. The link? Yeah. Yeah. I'll make sure it gets in there. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. All right. Uh, the next one is from Said. The question is: We in the UK, United Kingdom, are told that Israel has excellent health care. Is there health care access discrimination in Israel for uh, forty-eight Palestinians? Yes, my son. Again, uh, can you repeat the question? Yeah, so uh, he's asking about um, healthcare disparity, healthcare discrimination uh, for Palestinians in forty-eight. Okay. It, my son, you the, Isra the Israeli healthcare system. Yes, of course, of course. The Israeli health uh, system is very discriminated against Palestinians. And, you know, um, uh, a lot of the hospitals in Israel are, uh, um, they should serve, serve all the societies, but the, the, the hospitals 
Most of them are based in the center of Israel. And we know we are the Palestinians. As Palestinians, most of us live even in the north or in the north or in the, uh, on the south. And the healthcare in the periphery of Israel is catastrophic. Uh, and you know, a lot of uh, researchers uh, had they, um, wrote a lot about uh, a lot about it in Israeli researchers, uh, and also uh, uh, the Bedouin from the Nakab uh, and the Huda can tell about it. They, they even don't have these services. You know, in the unrecognized uh, uh, villages, they don't have any health services and a lot of NGOs do this work instead of the government and instead of the health, uh, the Ministry of Health. You know, in regard to this, uh, Palestinians are sick more than Jewish people. Palestinians have uh, diseases more than Jewish. Now at COVID-19, we see that the presences of, uh, of people who got sick of COVID-19 in the Palestinian community are raising all the time. Uh, and uh, um, uh, there is um, a, a huge gap, a huge gap between uh, health services for Jewish people and health services for, uh, for Palestinians. Actually, we in Sikui, um, we are starting now a research in Sikui organization. We are starting now a research on health services in, uh, in Israel. It will be uh, a big research and uh, it will uh, um, uh, include all the hospitals in Israel. And I'm saying these this, this, uh, sentences, and let's not forget that 30% of the workers in the health system in Israel are Palestinian. So we have a lot of people who are working in the health system in Israel, uh, doctors, nurses, and you know, other uh, medical occupations. But at the same time, we are uh, uh, dis discriminated against in services. You know, I want to add something. I want to, about the healthcare and, and, and the Nakab, um, uh, especially in the unrecognized villages. Uh, there is more th than uh, 100,000 people living in these uh, 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 villages that the Israeli can, uh, isn't recognize these uh, villages. So they don't have any <coughs> health care inside the village. Even, uh, I, I, th I think there is one or two uh, mobile clinic, which is... Um, um, made by uh, some organization, Al Jalil, maybe if I'm not uh, wrong. Uh, but and even uh, if, we, if there is uh, one clinic uh, from the state in Wadi uh, Naam, but it's established after the people went to the court and not to the normal court, to the high court, to the high Israeli court to force. The, the authorities to make a, a clinic there. But you know what is, where is the, uh, the irony that they, they wa there was a permission for a health care or a clinic in Wadi Naam, but they put the clinic far away from the people. For example, if I want to, to go to the, um, to the clinic, I have to walk by foot more than three kilometers. 
for me. And another some other, another problem that uh, we face in uh, in Nakab and especially in the unrecognized village, if we have an em emergency um, or something, the the ambulance can't uh, enter the, the the village because there is no address and there is no uh, normal roads for the, the ambulance. So uh, the, uh, all the time they say the people, uh, you have to talk to, you have to, 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 to take this uh, emergency case to the main road, which is high road, highway, uh, and that is that the people died or the, if there is a, a birth case, uh, the, the woman birth at home or uh, in between. Uh, uh, this is some of the, the uh, health discriminations in Naqab. And also, Naqab is a huge area. It's 60% uh, from Palestine. So in all the Naqab, we have one hospital, which is Soroka, which is uh, give service from Emirash uh, Rash to Al uh, Fallujah, which is Kriyat Gat. So uh, uh, inside this uh, hospital, we can see the discrimination, discrimination or the, the racism against the Bedouins. For example, the uh, the 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 birth um, center. Uh, you can see how is the 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 nurses uh, uh, deal with the Bedouin women, uh, or because it's all the time uh, full of people. There is no enough uh, beds for uh, everyone, um, and it's not uh, the the quality of the of the healthcare. It's very, very uh, low uh, quality. You know, and I, just... I, I want to say to Saeed, if he wants more information, we have a great researcher, uh, Professor Nehaya Dawood uh, from uh, the Ben Gurion University. Uh, she's a Palestinian who, who um, um, uh, uh, does a lot of researches on public health. And she had a lot of researches about uh, the lack of uh, health, uh, health uh, services uh, for the Palestinian community in Israel, including women. Uh, and I really recommend to, um, uh, to read her researches. Excellent. Thank you. Um, yeah, go ahead. Let's uh, keep going. Well, let's do one more, and then I think we should wrap it up. OK. This question is from Jeff. The question is, what actions do Maysam and Hind want us to take? Us being the audience. Who is us? us. The audience, people uh, from all over the world. We have people from everywhere. Yeah. Okay. To be our, I want you to be our ambassadors. You yes. know, our case is the case that every decent people must carry on and must fight for. It's not only our case, it's the whole world case. And you know, um, and I said before, I'm very sorry that the international community is no more interested in the Palestinian, uh, in, in free Palestine. 
uh, and I wanted to be back. And I think that, you know, your pressure on your government and your society, and it will, it will give us a lot, you know, it will encourage us also here to continue our work and our struggle. You know, I, I, I want you to tell our story, our true story. Um, or um, to be, as, as my son said, to be our uh, ambassadors in, 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 the, uh, in, in, the, in the world, uh, in, in the national international community. But you know, sometimes the international community uh, uh, deal with us as, uh, you know, as a victim or as a, 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 um, uh, you know um, uh, not as a also as a victim and as they want to teach us how to struggle you know this uh, mindset that um, um, and if they have an effects of their uh, their their um, their state polit pol politics or policies, um, they can affect them. I think it will be uh, a good way to, um, um, what's that, Muqata? Boycott. Yes. So, uh, you know, Ask yourself this question. I I, I don't want to, to to force you uh, to do something, or you have to ask yourself how how can I help Palestinian case. There is many 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 ways. I can't give you the way that you can uh, that you you can that you can struggle with us or. Uh, Ask yourself. Well, every community, if you're in most in most big cities around the world, there are Palestine solidarity groups. There are BDS um, uh, branches the, on campuses. A lot of the almost every major campus around the world has a Palestine solidarity group. Support them, work with them. Um, uh, you know um, the different uh, the different religious organizations have uh, Palestine Palestine solidarity. Um, branches there's a lot that can be done i personally believe that the i agree the mukata the, the boycott campaign the bds campaign is a winner it's it's, it's it's the best tool that we have on the outside but but i i have one you know, you know one note on the whole issue of boycotting israel sometimes uh, you know um you you know the, the boycott movement forget that uh, we are considered to be israelis and sometimes I think that boycotting Israel includes us, and you should aware that you know we are Palestinians, and you shouldn't boycott us. We also uh, are the, the side that really suffers also from the situation. So really, I, I, I should be, but in the same side, in the same side, we are part of the Israeli society. That means that we study in the Israeli universities, that we can teach in Israeli universities, we work in the Israeli hospitals, and so on and so on. 
And so uh, you should be, you know, sensitive for this fact that we don't want you to boycott us. No, boycotting the Palestinians within uh, Israel is, uh, of course, that's that's not the case. The, the, the talk is no, but no, but sometimes it happens. You know, it happens a lot, and uh, we are not welcome in many um, places because of the fact that. Uh, but you know, uh, boycott Israel is working in the West Bank, not here. For example, they they make um, a campaign against Soda Stream. If you if you remember. It was in a settlement in Al Aghwar, uh, and they make a, a huge campaign uh, against uh, Soda Stream. Uh, uh, as simple as that, they um, shut down their factories in uh, this settlement in Al Aghwar, and then they bring Soda Stream to us. To <laughs> which is ah, it's a disaster. They have to learn how to how to boycott uh, these uh, these uh, very big companies. Uh, today, so the streaming in Naqab is a disaster for the people. Well, I think that's a good place to stop um, because we are running out of time, although it, it's it's great to talk and we can talk, like you said, the both of you said earlier, we could talk about this until tomorrow and we still won't be finished. But I, uh, I want to thank you for your valuable time and thank you for your knowledge. You know, I learned a lot. I'm sure all the participants, all the listeners learned a lot. And um, you really do fantastic work and this was a great conversation i can't tell you how much i appreciate it and um and we do a lot of these and this has been a very very good conversation so thank you again uh both of you hind and myself for your time for your work um thank you for the participants for paying attention this is all going to be on and the people on on facebook too a lot of people are watching on facebook as we stream this live uh but we are going we are recording this this is going to be on um micopella.com you'll be able to find it. it's going to be on youtube so you can always refer to it and um uh share it with other people so once again thank you all very very much and i'll see you again soon take care thank you for having us of thank course. you a lot of course thank you okay bye-bye bye thank you thank you very much thank you bye